0: To the Ramon Foster show brought to you by the Get Go Cafe and Market, where they're open for business 24-7 serving hot, fresh food. Moan is like Robin in the Batmobile there. Where are you heading, Moan?
1: Man, I am in South Alabama uh, at a baseball tournament this week. Been here pretty much all week. It's hot, it's rainy, it's humid. It's a whole lot of everything going on right now. But right now, the Bat Cave is actually my wife's SUV. So there's that
0: at least you haven't been banished to the sidecar you know in the 50s and the 60s batman had robin out in the sidecar you know what i'm talking about you know what, have you DK? seen the sidecar
1: i have i feel like society <laughs> has gotten away from the sidecar there used to be people i see on motorcycles on the sidecar we don't even see that anymore what happened to the dogs riding on the sidecar just humans like come on society
0: Just in case you were wondering why you tuned into the Ramon Foster show today, society has indeed gotten away from the sidecar. Moan, uh, training camp is is coming up Tuesday's reporting day. That just sounds good all by itself. Maybe the most fun thing, not the most relevant thing, but the most fun thing will be watching the wide receivers compete with each other because you really can in a camp setting, can't you?
1: You can. You can really try to take yourself up as far as positioning, as far as trust with the quarterback, and It's funny, and it's like truly we didn't plan to say this. I didn't plan to say this, but and, and as far as the wide receivers go, you do have to have a Batman and you do have to have a Robin. And honestly, the way I'm feeling about Deontay and Chase, Deontay to me is one. Ben stamped him as a one for the most part. But if I was Chase Claypool, I wouldn't want to ride in that sidecar for too long, DK. I would try to find myself into that number one A spot or just the number of, of, of my my targets and catches would match his. That's where I'm at as far as the sidecar conversation goes, DK. This is a competition. These are two young guys that would speak up specifically that have to really take that next step. And I know Naj is a guy that said, you know, lean on me as much as you want to. But the NFL is a league that's full of guys that can get chunk plays or just dynamic with the ball in their hand in place. This type of competition with these type of young guys man it's it's refreshing honestly
0: you know it's funny I, I don't even think about it like that, but that i I, I'm, I might get to that point because when you when you talk about these wide receivers and you talk about competition, the first thing that comes to mind I think to most minds is oh what about the three spot the four spot and whatever but there could be. And ideally, would be a
1: competition
0: for one.
1: Yeah, think about it though, DK. The the franchise quarterback is gone. Ben had established a you know a a system in which he found the guy. I feel like for the most part, Deontay was his primary, and then it was Chase, and then it was Pat, and then you know like it has its pecking order, and everybody else had to like fall in place as far as that goes with the new quarterback. I'd almost say i get real friendly with them. I'd say, hey, watch me on these plays. I'm here on that play. That's what camp is about. If you know that, look, we have a consistency of running this type of play, say something to the quarterback. And and you know what? I'd buy pizza for all three of them, okay, that I feel like have an opportunity to be the guy. You have a guy that's in place right now between, well, two guys between Mitch and Mason that, look, one is going to be here, the other one's not. But even after this year, I'd be interested, DK, I'm making it a point to get to camp this year just to see who's actually talking to Kenny. Who's his guy that he's right next to, the one that's on the sideline making him laugh, like the one that's walking up the hill with him after practice? Those are the types of things, man, that you can look at and say, oh, that's kissing. But no, 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 no. You have to have a relationship. You have to be able to communicate with that guy in in those situations where if we need a play, I know I can trust you, or at least... In my mind, I trust going to you because we've built up a relationship. This is a very unique situation this year, minus the franchise quarterback actually being named as far as a long-term guy. These guys should be, I don't want to say fighting or make them seem like they're adversaries, but wide receivers are at a point in this league where they're getting paid a whole lot of money to catch balls, to make big plays. Whoever is spinning the ball under center has to be very friendly with those guys moving forward because a lot hinges on it, DK. And not just that the wins and losses matter in those situations. So I don't want to make it seem like it's all about the money. No, you can get paid a whole lot of cash and feel bad about it because you're losing. I know those guys in the locker room have gotten too accustomed to winning to ever make the money, the focal part of what they're got going on.
0: There are a lot of guys on that fringe that I referenced earlier Uh, whether it's George Pickens, not that he's a fringe guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm just talking about for this particular camp setting. Uh, You're talking about Gunnar Olszewski, who might be the new Ray Ray, uh, for all we know. Uh, You're talking about Miles Boykin, a veteran who's never really played in an NFL offense that throws the football uh, and has some ability and got a lot of starts in Baltimore. Uh, You're talking about Calvin Austin, who will be the fastest player on the roster. I don't think anybody would dispute that. Um, and he and they insist he's not a gadget guy. So there are a lot of different weapons, and that's going to be fun to watch. But Moan, I'm totally with you on this yeah. one versus two thing because if Chase, man, I hate to keep saying this, but, uh, no. it, it, but it's the truth. It's the truth. So much of this hinges on him. And if you want to call that pressure or however it is that you want to identify it, it's just the truth. He is the swing vote in the purple state, you
1: know, he is. And not just that he's a guy that's come out at least athletically. Hadn't looked like a big goofy. He hadn't been a guy to say, man, he troops over his own feet. You know, he can catch the combat passes. He's done those things. It's a level consistently doing it. And honestly, Having that trust that we speak about from the guy throwing the ball to where, look, I'm going to go to you. You're not just a deep ball guy. I want to throw the comeback to you. I want to throw the crossing route to you. He could be AJ Brown, is what I'm saying. Yes,
0: yes, yes. A multi-purpose weapon. That that yes. is to me. I, I still because the, the, the end arounds that you see with him with those big long strides and everything yeah. make him a weapon. But, man, he's got some things to clean up. And and to his credit, though, he's acknowledged that. Uh, yeah. You know, when when we come hey, just, back, we're going to have okay. – go ahead, Bone.
1: Go no, ahead. I, I just want to say this. Deontay played his role while, while older guys were there. Juju was there and just trying to find yeah, his yeah, way yeah, too. yeah. It took him three years to get 1,000 yards. The, uh yes. Chase has hit that two times. He's hit 800, 800, two times, man. Now is that step. Now is go where you want to start making those lists, like – do it the now. Deontay had his thousand yards. You are uh, right. He's just the ace in the hole, and everybody's like, "Do it, please, man."
0: What a difference he can make! What a difference this individual can make. Uh, w- when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick look at a similar situation on the other side of the football. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. As promised, we're going to look at a similar situation on the other side of the line, meaning someone who could be a big like swing vote, someone who could really make such a big difference at a certain position. And Moan, it's your show. You go first, and then I'm going to throw in one myself.
1: Uh, I got Alex Highsmith, a.k.a. Lamar Woodley Jr., okay? Wow. Okay. Yeah. The kid has all the tools. Every time I've heard him speak, his he's intentional. Every time I've watched him play, he surprises you with his speed. He surprises you with his bend. And this is the other part, too. I think the golden child on the other side of the ball, TJ Wattman, allows for a lot of different opportunities to come your way too. The eyes that TJ will have on him this year, it'll be shameful if Alex isn't able to be the guy and get after the quarterback the way you need him to. I don't think his size is an issue. I don't think him being from a small school is an issue. This guy is six foot four. This guy has the bend and the ability to get to the quarterback. He did it in college. Last year ended with six sacks, man. I'm watching him and the growth uh, that he's assumed to have this year as being one of those guys you say, man, I didn't know he was killing it like that. Now, again, I know, you. of course, I can throw out Bud Dupree's name. And, and as far as, look, this is what can happen for you. But if I'm if if I am Alex Highsmith, I say to myself, if I go do my job and do half of what T.J. is able to do, I'm in a real good position. I can be a stealer for life. I can be a guy that also gets one of those big posters on front of Accra Stadium. That's what I'm looking for for a guy like him. He I'm not necessarily saying he has to take that step. But taking advantage of being the guy across from T.J. Watt means a whole heck of a lot.
0: And the other thing about Highsmith that kind of jumps out at me is that he's not just about pursuing the quarterback. He's developed into a guy who seals the edge on the run and he had 14 tackles for loss Ramon. And I know that no one on ESPN screams a big tackle for loss because it's not sexy the way sacks are. Okay. But they have kind of the same impact, you know, and if you're taking a running back down for a two, three yard loss, you know, it's still the same two, three yards as if you're taking the QB down. Uh, he's been very, very good in that regard. I agree that there's more there, though. And that's not a criticism. Yeah. I just think it's an, I think it's an evolution thing. Uh, my guy on the defensive side of the ball, as far as being a swing vote, I'm going to go with Miles Jack. And here's why. I think we all know who he was and the reputation that he built up. Yeah, I also know that there are people who are much closer observers of the Jaguars than most of us, which is a good right. thing, by the way, for society, that he wasn't necessarily himself in 2021, that he wasn't at his best, right. that he's got maybe another gear and that maybe he finds some fresh life. And he did talk about this, by the way, uh, in, in OTAs and minicamp. In coming to a team that doesn't suck, you know, that doesn't walk into every game every weekend, unless, of course, it's the Colts needing to win in your in your yard on the final Sunday yeah. of the season, expecting to lose. You see what I'm saying, though? I think Miles Jack could be that guy, you know.
1: Dude, I, I laughed about what you said in being on a team that sucks. But I'll be honest with you, the fact that we knew we could win games probably took guys' athletic ability, their pursuit, their will, their drive to another level. So I'm with him on that. Welcome to a team that doesn't suck, Miles. (laughs) That's so good. There should be a
0: sign over his stall.
1: (laughs) On the south side. When you walk into the locker room. Welcome to the team that doesn't suck. That's the motto.
0: Get to touch the <laughs> sign over the door. Especially for you, former Jaguars and Fold and, and former and Jets. And, oh my God, and all wow. those Bears. There's so many former Bears now. You know?
1: <laughs> hey, come to Pittsburgh. Welcome to the team that doesn't suck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when yes. we come back, a segment that doesn't suck. It's the Hey Moe segment. Welcome back to the only segment that matters. That would be the Hey Moan segment, and for that, I've got Paula here at our HQ slash shop. Today's our eighth anniversary, Moan. Did you know
1: that? I saw Eddie post something about his one year, and I also saw that posting about the eight year. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's something. I'm glad to be a part of the team, DK. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely,
0: <laughs> you're a big part of the team. Like big as in former left <laughs> guard. Hang hey, on a second. I here's Paula. Here's here's Paula, a longtime subscriber with a, with a Hamon for you, all right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I like it when they come in the studio right now. This is so freaking cool. <laughs> Hi, Hi, Paula. Nice to meet you in person. Zorro. Nice to meet you, too. How are you? I'm doing great. Just had to stop in and say hello to everybody. Oh, thank you. You came it's at the right time happen. then. I know. Perfect. So here's my question. Is it possible for um, Kenny Pickett to at least be the starter at the beginning of the season? Is it possible? Mm, That's a good question. I feel like the answer could be yes, but because of the way Coach Tomlin goes about young guys, especially at that position, or the way it's its super important to protect him, I don't think it would be a good idea. Now, Mr. B- Trubisky's in a good role right now. He was basically paid backup quarterback money. If he goes out and start the season well enough or he's at a standstill about what they're going to do uh, as far as, you know, wh- how much he can actually help the team, then I think that's when they move into Kenny Pickett. I don't necessarily see Kenny taking it over right now just because there's so much to ingest as, as, as far as being a starting NFL quarterback in your rookie year. Pittsburgh has a luxury right now, not like many other teams. The good thing about Pittsburgh is they're not a terrible team. The Steelers hadn't been a 1-16 and type of team or a 2-15 and type of team. They actually had a good season. So there is no real rush other than the fact that we lost Ben. So now if you get the opportunity to let this kid get reps, understand what a defense is going to look like, how to actually throw an NFL wide open receiver, or they call it NFL open, then the better he'll be in the times that he's got to go out there. This is a very fragile situation for Kenny because if he goes out too early and he gets just blown up, five picks or whatever the case is going to be, considering where he was drafted at, I can see teams saying, well, we got to go find another guy in, like, three years. It sucks, but that's the way the stereotypes in this league go. If you're ruined earlier and you're a guy that's not necessarily a top-ten picket quarterback, they kind of knock you a little bit. And for the guy like Kenny Pickett to follow up a Hall of Fame quarterback like Ben, that's a spot in which you need a little bit of time in between the two. So could he? Yes, if Pittsburgh was a different team. I just can't see me personally, Coach Tomlin throwing him into the fire just because he's a first-round quarterback. Great answer, thank you so much. No problem, thank you, Paula. Oh, <laughs> that was quick. Oh, that was great.
0: Huh? Yeah. <laughs> How'd she do, Mom?
1: She did good. She asked, you know, could is there a situation in which Kenny Pickett could be day one starter? And I told her, yeah, but yes. Pittsburgh, oh, yeah. as Miles Jack said oh, yeah. earlier doesn't suck they don't suck so there's no rush you know there's no rush to actually throw him in there because he's supposed to be the program savior that's not the case in Pittsburgh
0: that's fair that's fair moan training camp reporting day is Tuesday you know that's really cool
1: it is I don't know if we ever reported on a Tuesday it was usually like Wednesday Thursday this is yes they're trying to get to it
0: uh yeah, or who knows, leap years and stuff that's over my head. So I, I don't know. <laughs> you know the la- one thing about the last three years is they've thrown all the schedules out of whack for everybody. You know what I mean? With the way uh with, with the way COVID affected everything. Anyway, that's all that's all we have for this week. And we will do we will do another one of these Monday as we get really, really geared up for kickoff.